Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast, a show to raise your consciousness, deprogram and replace limiting and destructive beliefs, reignite your life and ultimately wake the hell up to your true potential. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley, and now let's get into today's episode. Okay, fam, let's talk about consistency today. And truth be told, I already recorded this podcast. And then while editing, well, actually at the end of editing, I pressed a wrong button and it auto-tuned the entire thing. So for the sake of your own ears, I am re-recording this because it sounded truly atrocious. So let's try this one more time. But consistency is probably my favorite thing to coach about, mentor about, talk about, yell about, preach about, all the different things. Because consistency is the secret sauce behind every single success story no matter how big or how small it is. Everybody that we look up to as like the goats and the legends and the hall of fame and all of the different things, they have just been consistent in their efforts to get to their point of greatness, which is why we admire them in the first place. And this isn't a secret. I think that if you talk to any successful person, they will tell you that consistency is definitely in the top five reasons that they've become successful. But to start off, this might sting a little bit, We need to look at your reality because your life right now is a direct reflection of the choices that you have and have not made consistently up until this point. This means that absolutely no one ever, goats and legends included, are exempt from the power of consistency. It's either working for you or it's working against you. And that's truly just up to you and the conscious effort that you put into it or that you don't. So the first thing that we really got to do is we have to erase the whole I have a consistency problem from your vocabulary because whatever you tell yourself will manifest to become true. So you've got to take that trash out right now. But when you remove a perspective or belief, it's essential that you replace it with a new one so that it doesn't sneak its way back into our life, kind of like our ex-boyfriends or girlfriends. But to do this, we have to think of all things that we are consistent with, good and bad. So the first one that comes to mind is going to be school. You know, I started going to school when I was five years old in kindergarten, like most of us do. And I went and I got a bachelor's degree in college and I just went straight, no gap years, nothing. So that's 17 years straight of my life spent in school. So I can at least say that I was consistent in that. Some other ones can be going to work. If you work full-time or part-time, you likely consistently show up to your job, brushing your teeth, brushing and washing your hair, and maybe like practicing a sport or an instrument of some sorts. And why do we stay consistent in all of these different things? why did I go to school for 17 years straight in my life? It's because we know the payoff. You know, we go to school to get a degree, to get a job so that we can work 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday, to get a paycheck, to take care of our bills, etc. And we brush our teeth so that we don't have dragon breath and we do our hair so that we don't look like a goblin. And maybe we practice at that instrument or sport just to get better at it and enjoy it a little bit more. But we also have to consider the negative habits that we consistently do too. These can look like scrolling on social media for way too too long, emotional eating, binge drinking, that's a big one, smoking, smoking jewel, gossiping, spending stupid money, and just these like dumb habits that we know we shouldn't be doing or at least doing less of, but we do it anyway because we don't really care. Why do we do these? It's probably because we have ignored or we've misunderstood their payoff. And also, this is a topic for a different podcast, but we also use most of these things as a form of escape from our current life and emotions too. But also, 
What about the positive habits that we quote unquote can't be consistent with like working out, personal development, eating well, not drinking alcohol or not drinking as much. Same thing with smoking or going on more walks, stretching, journaling, working on our side hustle, going to bed earlier, drinking more water, all of the good things that are so simple and we know to do them, but we don't do it. Why do we do that? because we're misunderstanding the consequences of not showing up. We don't get a paycheck or a degree for these certain things, at least not directly. So we struggle to show up because we can't see the end goal that clearly. And we'll definitely talk about goals and goal setting in a different podcast episode. But for the time being, just know that if you don't have a crystal clear end goal, it's kind of like driving from Boston, Massachusetts down to Charleston, South Carolina without a GPS. And you're really just hoping for the best. You have a general idea of where we're going or what direction you're going in, i.e. south, but you don't really know what the journey looks like and which turns to be making. So you never really know how much progress you've made because you don't have any mile markers to identify along the way. And there's two different benefits of these mile markers on the journey towards your goals. The first one is going to be that the feeling of progress is going to give you little bits of confidence along the way, making you more likely to continue to take action. The second benefit of mile markers is that the feeling of progress also allows you to gain trust in yourself and in the process, also making you more likely to continue to take action. And you guys, continuing to take action is the definition of consistency. So this entire time, you never really had a consistency problem. You may have had a map problem in the sense that you don't even have a map. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know which direction to go in. Or you do have a map and you have a commitment to the map problem. And it is so important to understand this because if you are telling yourself, quote, I have a consistency problem, when you really have a commitment to the map problem, you're misdiagnosing yourself. So now you have two problems to deal with and work through instead of just the original one. So you got to get crystal clear on what is actually going on. Do you have a map problem or do you have a commitment to your map problem? Either way, there's one thing that you need to do to work through this. You need to change your beliefs. At the end of the day, your life begins with your philosophy or your beliefs. These determine your attitude towards work and life, which determines your actions, which produces your results, which equates to your life. Write that down. So philosophy or beliefs determine attitude, determines actions, which produces your results, which creates your life. In that order. So to change anything, you need to start with your philosophy or your beliefs. So since we're talking about consistency, I'm going to tell you that you need to embed consistency into your beliefs right now. You need to believe that it's the simple daily discipline, so small productive actions repeated consistently over time that add up to the difference between your failure and your success. These can look like getting up 30 minutes earlier to exercise before work or school, or not buying the junk food or the wine at the grocery store, or stretching before bed, or journaling with your morning coffee, reading 10 pages of personal development a day, or spending 20 minutes on your side hustle three times a day so that you do an hour a day, maybe five days a week for five hours a week. You need to create a routine around these specific small productive daily disciplines. Now, these things are not rocket science. I mean, hopefully you've already heard of everything I just said. If you haven't, welcome to the club, but they're so freaking simple. So the next question is why the hell don't people do these things? And there's three different reasons that I have. But the first one is that while there's clearly very simple to do, 
They're also very easy not to do. This is kind of where people start saying, oh, it's fine, I'll do it tomorrow. Because just as easy as it is to get up 30 minutes earlier, it's also just as easy, if not more easy, to just snooze your alarm. Or it's just as easy to just buy the damn trips and tell yourself, oh, I'll quote unquote have just a couple this time, which has literally never happened in the history of mankind because this junk food is not designed to be able to have just a couple at once, they're designed to be addictive. Or it could be just as easy to just buy the wine and be like, oh, whatever, it's fine, I'll just have a glass, same thing. It's easy to scroll on Instagram in bed at night. It's easy to just have your coffee on the go instead of sitting down and having a journaling session with yourself while drinking the coffee. It's easy to push off personal development every single day of the week. And it's also just really easy to say, oh, I'll start tomorrow, which turns into next week, which turns into next month, and then the next year. And then you wake up and nothing has changed and you're full of resentment because your goals are not matching your actions, which is pissing you off subconsciously. The second reason that people don't do these very simple things is because you are not going to see results at first. You are not going to see a single result in anything that you do probably for like a month, if not a lot longer. So you will think that it's okay to stop. It's okay to take your foot off the gas and actually put it on the brake by stopping yourself. And this is truly just because of the society that we live on. You have to think about this. We have no concept of where things come from or how they're made. They just appear for us, we use them, and we throw them out, and that's it. You know, we live on Amazon Prime, DMing, instant messaging, emails, and Keurig freaking coffees, and fast food, and microwaves, and social media is completely designed around instant gratification. We are so used to just literally pressing a button, walking away, and doing something else, and coming back and getting the damn result on a silver platter, i.e. Keurig coffees. And while these things are obviously very convenient, they are subconsciously harming us because they are perpetuating this underlying belief that you can press a button and get a result with the absolute minimal amount of work. And people are carrying that belief throughout their entire life and into their bigger real life goals, such as pursuing health and wellness or building a business or getting into personal development. And that shit don't fly in real areas of life. And then the last reason that people don't do these very simple things towards their goals, you've probably heard this one before, is that you don't have a strong enough why. And when the why is big enough, the how literally doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter how busy you are or how broke you are. doesn't matter you're doing it anyway because you believe in your why. And this isn't really a matter of opinion, but it's more so the biology of our brains and how we have evolved. And I learned this in a book called Start With Why, which is definitely more of a business read than a personal development read. But this concept is super important to note in here. So the author explains something called the golden circle, which is about the why, how, and what marketing towards your business and how this corresponds with our brain. So in this golden circle, the outermost area is going to be the what, and then a little bit further in is going to be the how, and then the core or the center is going to be the why, meaning that the why is the most important aspect of the circle. And this corresponds with our brain. The outermost part of our brains is called the neocortex, which is our most recently evolved part of our brain, which is responsible for rational and analytical thought and language. But the middle two sections of our brains are the limbic brain, which is responsible 
responsible for all of our feelings, such as trust and loyalty, and it's responsible for human behavior and decision-making. So if you've ever heard anybody say, I just need to trust my gut, or I just needed to go with my instinct, that's truly just their limbic brain coming through to drive their decisions, because you can't really put a word on those feelings in your limbic brain, because again, language comes from the neocortex, not the limbic brain. So to me, this is just the science behind when the why is big enough, the how doesn't really matter. So if you can create a big enough why to trigger your limbic brain, those deep embedded emotions and feelings, you'll then be tapping into your instincts to drive your behavior no matter what is going on in your life, meaning you'll consistently show up towards your why. So for example, with me, my why in my health journey is that I want to be a cognitively functioning and mobile grandparent. I want to be able to A, remember my grandchildren's names. I want to be able to sit down on the floor with them and play and understand a board game or whatever games look like at that point. I want to teach them how to live a healthy lifestyle and have a healthy home and teach them how to garden and just be a really freaking cool grandma. I don't want to be an elderly person to them. I want to be their cool ass grandma. And I know that to do that, I need to take action today when I'm 24 years old to get me to that point because your health in your 80s is created by the habits in your 20s. Your habits right now are the foundations for the rest of your life. And the best thing about them is that you can change them and alter them towards what you want the end of your life to look like. It's up to you right here, right now. You don't need to wait for anything or anyone to do it for you because that's never going to happen. So for me, this means that I want to match my health span, meaning how long am I healthy for, to my lifespan, meaning how long am I breathing? And I want to be healthy into the day that I freaking die so that I can be a really freaking cool grandma, leave a legacy for my family, create an impact and create this generational ripple effect, starting with myself and my own family of living a healthy lifestyle. Because I believe that healthy people can show up better in every single area of their life, benefiting not only themselves and the community around them, but the world at large. And I believe in that. And that big of a why that triggers my limbic brain so that on the days where I don't want to work out, I want to snooze my alarm. I don't want to read. I want to eat 17,000 chips. I don't. Well, sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't because that why is always driving my behavior. It's my North star that I'm always working towards. And it's not something like I want to look skinny on spring break. It's the end of my life. Like I am envisioning how I will be as a grandparent in 60, 70 years, not in three weeks for spring break. So again, when the why is big enough and it triggers that limbic brain, the how and the what do not matter at all. And if you're not taking consistent action, it's probably because you have not pinpointed that long-term emotional why yet. All right, fam, let's bring this all home. So number one, check your shit. Check your life right here, right now. What good things are you consistent in right now? And have you been in the past? If you went to school, I don't even care if it was for one year, you were consistent in it. So that counts. And what are the not so good things that you are consistent in? Is it not working out? Is it smoking your jewel? Is it drinking too much? Is it not reading? And what good things do you want to be consistent in, but you aren't? You need to make a list of these things and check that shit twice before Santa does. And then after that, ask yourself why? And not some like fluffy shit, but like truly why? 
What are the payoffs for these things? What are the consequences, good and bad? And what beliefs do you have around these payoffs? For example, maybe one of your good consistent habits is that you exercise. What's the payoff around exercise? It could be that you feel better, you get endorphins, maybe it's about your appearance or whatever it may be. And then what are the payoffs of those beliefs? Because if you're working out for the endorphins, that's great. The payoff is endorphins, period, that's it. But if you're working out for vanity reasons, to put it bluntly, then the payoff is that is that you need to always be perfect all the time. And that's not really sustainable. So you need to dive deep, not only into your list and not only into the payoffs, but what are your beliefs around the payoffs? And then after that, What's going to be your new plan or your new routine? Are you going to get up 30 minutes earlier to exercise? Are you going to stop buying the damn junk food or the wine? Are you going to read 10 pages a day? Are you going to start working that side hustle? What are you going to actually do? And what are going to be your mile markers on the way to your goals? Again, we're going to have a podcast episode about goals specifically. But for example, if you want to start getting up 30 minutes earlier to exercise, What you can do to break that down further is do 10 minutes earlier this week, another 10 minutes the next week, and another 10 minutes the week after that. So in three weeks or at the end of three weeks in week four, you're going to be getting up 30 minutes earlier instead of maybe just trying to do it today or tomorrow. And then you're super tired and you're bogged down and you're discouraged and you're not going to stay consistent with it. You can break it down into those smaller chunks. Also, another idea could be that the money you save from not spending it on junk food or wine is to use it to to get yourself a new personal development book or a new fuzzy blanket or fuzzy socks or a manicure, something like that to reward yourself for staying consistent in that action or I guess lack of action because you're not buying junk food, something like that. After that, remember this, write this down. Beliefs create your attitude, which determines your actions, which obviously produces results, which creates your life. You got to remember that sequence. After that, how can you change those beliefs about your habits so that they work for you and not against you? And how will you embed the principle of consistency into your new beliefs? This is really where you should be shifting your why to something big and emotional and long-term to trigger that limbic brain system. For example, change your belief of consistently working out from looking skinny in a bikini for spring break to being a healthy grandparent think you can tell which one is more sustainable. And remember, it is just as freaking easy to do these simple things. Get up 30 minutes earlier, drink more water, read more books, all these things. It's just as easy to just do it than it is to not do it. And you're not going to see results at first. Just keep freaking going. And you cannot have freaking crockpot goals with microwave habits. Success takes time and it takes freaking work. So be prepared to put the work in because you lose the right to complain about the results that you do not get towards your goals because of the work you didn't put in. Overall, consistency is simply just about trust. Can you trust yourself to show up on the days when you have no time and you're not seeing any results and you don't want to do it and all that bullshit? Can you trust yourself to show up? And can other people trust you to see your work through? Are you actually reliable? And if you aren't reliable to yourself, why the hell would anybody else be reliable to you? You need to know your why, stay consistent, and see it freaking through. Nothing worth having is effortless and everything is going to be earned. So start freaking acting like it. Okay, fam, that's pretty much everything I have on consistency for today. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and it shifted your perspective, please, 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 please share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Chance Wellness so I can actually see that you did it and then we can chat in the DMs or I could just tell you I love you. But also, please tell your friends to give it a listen. I know that sharing it is amazing to get the word out and just put it in people's faces sometimes, but honestly, sometimes people just need a little nudge and maybe you can send it in your group text and be like, Hey guys, this was awesome. You should definitely give it a listen while you're driving or shopping or showering, whatever you want to do. And this is really important. Do not be the type of person that just listens to the podcast and gets all hype. And here you are, we're at the end. And then you just go back to your regular programming. Like I said in the intro, this show is to deprogram yourself and change your perspective. With this new perspective, I expect you to take new actions. So freaking do something different today. And lastly, just know that I love you. I mean it. And I appreciate you for listening to this show. And thank you in advance for sharing this podcast to spread the word. I'm making this basically as like free coaching to give you a little taste of it. And hopefully again, to expand your mindset and change the world. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I will see you next week. Until then, have a great week. Raise your consciousness and don't forget to wake the hell up.